This is A 20-Sided Life, a podcast about my thoughts and ideas on game design and tabletop RPGs. I'm the mysterious brother, Tyler Mazza. Let's get rolling. Hey guys, welcome to another Setting Saturday. Um, before I get into today's topic, I'm going to address a column we got a couple weeks ago from John. And uh, he's got a couple things to say about our last setting. So let's see what he has to say. Hi Tyler, this is John from the Red Dice Diaries, just seen your post on Audio Dungeon about your latest episode, and I've just finished listening to it, the episode about Arkvale, City of the Sword. I thought it was a really intriguing setting. I like the whole idea of this huge sword being like a massive focal point for the campaign, and everything sort of stemming off from that and hinting at this history of this god war that went before. And I think you're exactly right not to create too much detail of the campaign world until your players really get stuck into it. I think that's a very wise move on your behalf. But I do love these huge sort of like set piece style dealios, like the big statues in Lord of the Rings and stuff like that. So I think that's a really great focal point for the campaign. I hope you talk more about it in future episodes. Take care, dude, and I'll catch you soon. Looks like we got a fan of some of my settings. Uh, thanks, man. Um, glad you enjoyed the the episode on Arkvale. Um, I'll definitely be talking about it in some future episodes. Um, I think my next couple Saturdays, I'm going to be talking about different settings each Saturday. Um, kind of go over each one. But um, I will definitely be touching back on Arkvale. Glad you enjoyed it. Um, I guess it's time to get into today's topic, the Cursed Island of Moa. <clears throat> so this is a setting where there's a newly discovered chain of islands. Um, they are inhabited by these tribal elves. Um, you know, first uh, explorers to this area have made relations with these elves. They've um, set up trade and um, some ports on these islands and um after a while we're able to uh start communicating with them and uh found out that there's a large island in this chain um called the island of moa and that's where all these elves are from um but it is cursed um and none of these elves live there um well there's some that live there but there's very few um most of them left this island after it became cursed and uh, settled on the smaller islands that surround it. Um, I'm going to get a little bit into the backstory of why it's cursed, and then we'll talk a little bit more about what's going on on the island. So a little bit of background on this island and how it became cursed. Um, the island of Moa is this large volcanic, lush, um, island that, um, Elves used to inhabit, and these elves prospered here. They fished, they gathered fruit on this island, they survived, they, they, they flourished. Um, the, they set up these, you know, they had tribes and uh, different colonies around the, the island, and they would erect these temples, and they would worship the god of this island. Um, and um, they found gold on this island and built these giant temples, much like you would find the Aztecs, you know, to make. Um, and they 
worship the God for these riches that he provided them and the, you know, life that he gave them on this island. And they would um, make homage to the top of this volcano once a year and sacrifice their gold to this god. They would throw it in the volcano. And they did this every year to appease the gods, and um, life was good. Well, um, at some point, there was this 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 elf king who uh, decided he would keep his gold. He was struck by greed and loved his treasure, his jewels, his gold, all this stuff, and hoarded it and packed his temples full of gold and the streets were paved with gold and the gods were angry by this. So they cursed the island. Um, the king became sick and passed away. Um, it, the dead elves in these in their crypts and stuff were coming to life and eating the, the living um, so you had these zombie skeleton elves, uh, causing chaos. The, uh, the jungle itself b- became dangerous. Uh, plants became, began, you know, eating people and, uh, the creatures on this island became more monstrous. Um, the volcano became more active, uh, erupting more regularly. Um, and the waters became, uh, scarce, and it forced the elves that lived here to evacuate, to leave the island. Um, they used their ships to get to surrounding islands away from the, their home island of Moa. And that is now where they live. Um, the, the island is now cursed, uh, teeming with monsters, but um, has these ancient, uh, ancient cities of gold on it. And, um, yeah, that's about it for the background. So fast forward a couple hundred years and you have these elves scattered across these dozen or so, 20 or so islands. And along come these fleets of ships from faraway lands. Um, they interact with these elves and, uh, set up port and stuff, um, They are relatively friendly. There's no conflict between them. Um, The settlers want to learn their language and are interested in their history and stuff. Um, In this setting, there were not elves before being discovered on these islands. Um, There are the other typical fantasy races, and I was thinking about fleshing them out a little differently too. Um, You know, you have halflings, dwarves, maybe gnomes. Um, stuff like that, but there were no elves. And I wanted the elves to be similar to, you know, elves in other settings. Um, They still live in nature, um, but instead of forests, they live in jungles and uh, ocean, ocean side and stuff. Um, They're still magical. They still have great architecture. Um, uh, They still live uh, you know, hundreds, thousands of years. Um, and I liked the idea of them being, you know, these tropical kind of elves. Um, and, uh, they are pretty welcoming to these, uh, these outsiders. Um, 
they after you know establishing speech and stuff with them they uh explain the curse and um allow them to settle on some of their bigger islands and open up trade and stuff and um after all that the the um the company that sent these vessels out to explore the oceans um it's called the Dasari company um it's like a house named the house Dasari um and they like um funded this 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 voyage and stuff um they want to explore this island of riches um this cursed island a little more so they send out um a fleet to go uh set up port on the island of Moa and the elves uh kind of know ways to get there they have guides and stuff so they they hire these elven guides and um get get to the island um and it is dangerous uh they they notice that the shore is the safest place um outside the reaches of the the sprawling jungle um they establish a port um they call it reef's edge there are these barrier reefs that surround the island of moa and are scattered you know throughout the area and make it dangerous to get there um which is kind of why they needed guides uh to navigate around these these reefs um but they establish this port called Reef's Edge. Um, they find these tribes of elves that still live on the island. They're coastal elves. They, they live right on the coast. They don't go into the jungle. Um, but they live there um, in belief that they can cure the island, that they can uh, repay this debt and uh, make amends for their, their ancestors' um, you know, uh, greed. And... Um, they still make voyages they they go out and try to gather this gold and still make voyages to the to the volcano and uh sacrifice what they can it's usually dangerous and they lose members but um they believe that it is possible to to cure this this curse um so i was thinking that the characters would get introduced via the Dasari company um as explorers to this to these new lands um they get there and go explore the island, uh, find treasure, um, help help uh, the locals with um, their endeavors to to appease the gods and um, hopefully make the island safe and inhabitable for uh, their people as well. Um, so next, I was going to get into um, locations that I have for the setting. Um, You've got this island of Kalo. It's probably the the biggest island in the chain, um, other than Moa, um, where these these elves um, mostly live. You know, in this area on these these islands, um, they mostly inhabited this one because it's a little bigger. Uh, there's you know more resources here and stuff. But this is where one of the first ports was established. Um, it's called Misty Landing. Um, all these smaller islands um, are kind of surrounded by this mist. Um, and so that's, that's kind of where the name came from. Um, it's a kind of a small town um, with this harbor. And you've got uh, probably a couple taverns there. And uh, there's a, a pretty big marketplace. And 
it kind of acts as a hub for this this area. Um, all the tribes and stuff in the area kind of come here and do trade and um, like uh, all the voyages that kind of go through stop here for provisions and um, to rest before the, the trek to, to um, Moa. And that's kind of where I was thinking of starting the adventure I'm going to run, um, kind of meet a couple NPCs on this island of Callow, um, find their guide to get them t- safely to the island of Moa and um, do a little role playing there maybe. Um, and so as you get to Moa, you have the, the port that they've established there. It's another location, Reef's Edge. And, um, you know, there's probably some officials from the Dasari company that are making sure everything's running smoothly there. Um, it's a newer settlement, um, and, uh, there's probably not as big of a marketplace there cause it's harder to get to this Island. No one's really doing trade there, but they're trying to, um, lay down a foundation for when hopefully the Island gets cured and they can, uh, expand and stuff. Um, the only other place on the island, um, really that I have as far as locations is maybe the, the tribe that lives there. Um, they only pretty much live in this one spot here on the coast, pretty close to Reef's Edge. And, um, it's more of a traditional island or traditional, um, elven settlement. Um, they kind of stayed in their ways, um, cause they never left the island. They kept the same architecture and stuff like that. Um, and as you go into the jungle, I have a couple uh, locations there, some smaller temples or ancient um, little settlements and stuff where there's treasure and other dangers and stuff there. Um, and then I've got a bigger temple um, with a tomb in it and, um, you know, the crypts and stuff where they'll encounter, um, you know, other creatures, other monsters and stuff, uh, probably more treasure, um, some ancient relics and stuff like that. Um I guess that kind of leads me into, um, I guess, encounters, uh, monsters and stuff like that. I want to talk about that a little bit. So as you approach this island, um, you're going to pass by these reefs, reefs and stuff. And one of the first encounters you probably have are these fish people that live in these reefs. And they uh, typically terrorize the vessels that pass by. Um, and so that, that might be one of the first dangers they encounter. Um, you know, your, your, um, elven guide would probably know that they were here before too. They lived on these reefs, uh, before the curse and stuff. Um, uh, they seem more hostile now. Um, the, the guide said they usually lived at the, um, northern part of the island. There's a cove up there that they, that these fish people, uh, used to live and um uh he says that there's rumors that pirates are in the area and they have taken over that cove um so you've got you know kind of side quests there to deal with the pirates and stuff um so that's another encounter you got pirates that kind of raid vessels as well um they're there for the treasure of course the booty and um just kind of make life difficult um for people trying to get to the island and uh, the, maybe the colony on the island. 
Um, let's see, next you'd have on the island itself, you've got all the creatures, the animals that lived there. I was thinking of typical like tropical island um, animals. So you've got like uh, the crabs that live there. They're more monsters now. They've got, they're large, kind of like you have uh, giant rats in other games. You've got giant crabs here. Um, there's the snakes and stuff that live on the island. They're these massive serpents now. They're, uh, they live in the, in the ancient um, temples and stuff or in, you know, just in the wilderness, um, like poison frogs and stuff. They're probably large now too. And um, just uh, make the, the wilderness even more dangerous. Um, jaguars and stuff like that. Again, uh, monstrous and more dangerous. Um, you kind of get the picture on the animals and stuff. Um, but one of the creatures I kind of came up with were the lizard folk. Um, but I wanted a spin on the lizard folk too. Um, instead of these big burly lizard folk, they're kind of smaller, like the small lizards kind of evolved into these, um, humanoid kind of, um, smaller lizard folk people. And they're, uh, not friendly at all. <laughs> they terrorize the elves that stayed on the island and, um, kidnap them. They sacrifice the elves to the god, um, kind of like the elves sacrifice the gold to the god, um, in the belief that it's making the gods happy because they're angry with the elves. So, um, the lizard folk are a big nuisance to the, to the inhabitants of the island. Um, so there's another kind of side quest, go take care of the lizard folk. Um, uh, you've got the plant life on the island, um, the, you know, even the plants now are monstrous. They're, they have, um, they're overgrown and, uh, eat people and, um, you know, entangle them and make the, their treks even more dangerous. Um, as you approach the, the, the volcano, you've got, uh, lava oozes. I thought was a kind of cool idea too. Um, you have these, uh, pools of lava everywhere t around the volcano and uh, you have these oozes that kind of crawl out of it and um, maybe kind of blend in because they're around the lava already and um, kind of have to deal with those as well. Um, in the temples and stuff, you're going to have the the dead or the undead um, zombies or skeletons coming out of the crypts and... Um, feeding on any living uh, creatures that walk by. Um, and I guess the last kind of danger here would be the volcano itself. Um, it's unstable now. It's um, It erupts maybe once a week or however often, um, maybe not ginormous eruptions, but um, you have debris flying out of it. Um, the closer you get to it, the, you know, the hotter it gets, the, it's hard to breathe. It's, um, uh, more desolate. There's just, uh, kind of like a wasteland around the volcano. Um, and I was kind of thinking of doing like a random table on how often it, um, erupts. Maybe the ground starts shaking at certain points or, um, fissures in the earth, um, occur and, uh, lava oozes come out and, um, maybe 
um, more dangerous role on that table would be it actually erupting and um, doing damage to the settlements or um, the you know killing the party or something like that. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much it on um, you know encounters and dangers on the island. But uh, I think next I might get into some of the relics and treasures on this island. So let's do that. So some of the more obvious things you might find are like artifacts, um, things that maybe the Dasari company would be interested in, not necessarily magical or anything like that, um, or that the, the local tribes would, would like um, things from their ancestors, their heritage and stuff like that. Um, You've got the treasure, the gold, you know, gold pieces, gold pots, gold uh, everything. <laughs> um, that would be valuable. Um, and then you got weapons and armor and stuff. So you might find a armament where you'd have all the the elves' ancient swords. Maybe they're uh, gold swords or uh, um, gem encrusted on the armor and stuff like that. Um, uh, maybe they're magical or, um, just fine quality, uh, masterwork or whatever. Um, and then like scrolls and stuff, I was thinking that the elves, so the elves are still magical, right? Um, I wanted to keep that the same too. Um, they're, uh, they have strong mages and a lot of these elves are shamans, that uh, uses this natural magic and stuff. Um, but instead of having scrolls, I was thinking having tablets, these, um, you know, chunks of either gold or, or metal or uh, stone or something where the, the spells are carved into. Um, so maybe a, a mage or something would find and be able to uh, decipher like the, the spell off of it and learn that spell or, um, just use the spell itself like you would a scroll. Um, they'd be heavier and bulkier, and you might not be able to carry as many of those as you would scrolls, but I thought that was a pretty cool idea. Um, some magic items I kind of came up with, like a, a jug of water. So, like, you find it amongst rubble um, in an elven ruin where all the pots and, you know, clay cups and stuff are all broken, but this jug isn't. Um, it seems to have magical properties and it would be like, um, like a endless supply of water, like fresh water out of this, this jug. Um, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, some of the plants on the island, maybe there's a, a magic tree or something that, um, the elves had planted and it bears these fruits that, uh, have, um, healing properties. So, you know, you eat the berry, eat these berries and it'll restore your health, kind of like a, a potion or something. Um, and then on the flip side of that, you've got these cursed trees that, um, maybe look similar and, uh, poison you if you eat the berries. Um, I thought that was a, a cool idea and a cool twist on the idea. Um, the lizard folk probably have some sort of rudimentary magic. Um, maybe they have the like amulets that they wear or, uh, um, maybe their weapons and armor as well. Um, so you've got those, and um, maybe you come across an ancient elven crown. So maybe from the the mad king or the greedy king or um, older. Um, 
I was thinking maybe <clears throat> this crown have some magical properties or be cursed or something. I thought it'd be cool if the crown, um, you know, you, you don the crown and uh, the weapon you're holding or something you're holding turns to gold. So you notice this this uh, this crown allows you to make gold, uh, which would be pretty cool. But um, if you got greedy and kept the crown on, uh, things you touch. So if you touch a person or something, it would act as like petrification and turn them to gold, uh, which would not be good. <laughs> um, I thought that was a kind of cool idea. Um, I mean, you can use magic items from anything. Maybe there's uh, magical staffs that have these ancient um, elven spells stored within them that you could use, um, or maybe some of the local um, elves have some of those staffs and stuff. Um, yeah, that's it on relics, I think. Um, so this world's got all kinds of adventure in it. I think, um, you've got, uh, on Callow, you've got the, the misty landing where there's this port teeming with, uh, a busy market and, uh, trade coming in and out, these vessels coming through to, on their way to Moa. Uh, maybe the pirates meet here in one of the taverns and you might uh, encounter several NPCs here. Um, as you get to the island of Moa, you're going to have contact with the Dasari company. Um, they might send you on quests to do this or that, um, deal with the pirates or um, uh, deal with the, the lizard folk or explore this temple or help the help the locals so you go talk to the locals and they need help with uh maybe they're gathering gold because they're about to go on a voyage maybe they need your help on the voyage to the volcano to help with the sacrifice um yeah so i think i've got lots to work with here lots to play around with um i hope you like the the um the setting um i i i think this is the one i'm gonna run first um my son actually mentioned gaming the other day. I've got a nine-year-old son and a seven-year-old daughter, and I think they're both interested in it. My wife's gamed with me before, so I think I'm going to run a family session and get my kids into gaming, um, see if they enjoy uh, running around a jungle, um, fighting monsters and uh, finding magical items and stuff like that. Um, I'm not sh I don't really remember how old I was when I started gaming, I think I was 10 gaming with my uncle Paul and my cousins and my brother. Um, so I think it's about time to get them into it. And my son expressing interest in it was really awesome. So um, I'm going to get on that. And um, thanks again for the call-ins I got or the call-in. Um, I got another call-in from Rob C. And I'm going to address that one on my Monday episode. Um, so when I get call-ins, if it's about a setting, I'll address it on a setting Saturday. And if it's about my mechanics, I'll address it on um, a Mechanic Monday episode. Um, and what Rob had to say was about mechanics, so I'm going to be talking about that on Monday. Um, oh yeah, so I wanted to talk about some, um, some material that inspired me to make this setting. Um, 
I kind of forgot that earlier, but um, I'm going to talk about it now. Uh, I really got most of my inspiration for this from the Hot Springs Isle books. Um, I think there's two books from that, uh, one for the players, one for the GM. Uh, it's a beautiful book um, full with, I mean, all kinds of stuff. The It's a hex map, small island to explore. There's a lot of backstory to it. Um, there's a lot of, like, accounts of the people exploring the island so you really get a good feel of what the island's like what's going on there um and there's the way they present it was just really cool unique i haven't really seen anything like that before um i think the the one for the dungeon master has or the game master has um handouts and stuff you can give um and there's just all kinds of interesting plant life they really dove into that part which i really like too the the you know, the botany on the island, the the plants and stuff, and um, their special properties, um, and then into the creatures and stuff like that, too, was just really cool. Got a lot of inspiration from that one. Um, and I got some of the inspiration for the elves from the Eberron setting, which I played a lot growing up. Um, the elves, not all the elves, there's lots of different elven cultures in that game, but the drow were jungle drow, um, it wasn't really like an island situation. They were, it was, they focused more on them in the jungle and, you know, they used poison and, uh, worship or used scorpions and stuff like that. And it was a really cool idea. So I kind of, I don't know if I really took that idea from there. I wasn't thinking about it at first, but I realized it was pretty similar and it's probably somewhere in the back of my head where I just, uh, kind of, kind of took that. Um, and yeah, you know, you've got your older games like uh, um, Island of Dread and uh, the Tomb of Horrors and stuff like that where there's a lot of jungle activity there. Um, yeah, so that's that's it on those. Um, I think I'm going to wrap this episode up. Uh, y'all have a 20-sided life and keep rolling. <laughs>